0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Sound Guy Tips Podcast. You know, one of the greatest things you can do early in your career is land yourself a solid house gig. You know, It'll give you chances to mix shows on a regular basis with lots of different acts, and you'll really get some good experience in being able to handle different situations in different bands, different instruments, all types of things. But then that leaves the question, how do you get a house gig if you've never had one before? So, this is what I'm going to try and answer for you in this episode. Let's get it going. Welcome to Sound Guy Tips. I've created this show because I am dedicated to sharing as much knowledge as I can about the world of live sound. Listen, Getting into the world of live audio can certainly be intimidating, but I'm here to teach you the technical aspects, key mindsets, and how to thrive socially to stay on top of call lists, land an awesome house gig, or get yourself on retainer with a great touring band. So this is Sound Guy Tips. Now can we cut this music out? Oh man, I'm sick of all this inspirational crap. There we go, that's better. My name is Jonah Kay. Welcome to Sound Guy Tips Podcast. Um, So when you're getting into sound, one of the best ways to get a lot of experience working with different bands and mixing is getting a house gig. Now, assuming you live in a city that does have some music culture uh, and, you know, a few different music venues, maybe they're bars, maybe they're exclusively music venues, you know, different sized rooms. Uh, you know, maybe you're in a band or you're a musician, or even if you're not, the best thing you can do is just go out to them and go out to shows and just kind of see see what's out there that you can work at. The best thing to do is find something locally so that you don't have to travel far because if you're, if you're traveling far to a house gig, you know, at the end of each night, you're going to have a, a long drive home and you really don't want that. So try and find something that's close to you. So really what you want to do is like I just said become a customer. Go to the venues that you want to work at and and just go and be a customer. Get to know the people that work there and kind of kind of get to know the venue. That's that's your first step. Like the two main reasons that you want to do this is because first of all, the more shows you go to at a venue that you want to work at, then the more you know how it sounds there. You want to go to concerts and listen to how bands sound on that PA or in that room. And then you'll already have a leg up when you get in there and eventually get to mix because you've already heard you know, what it sounds like either when it's bad or when it's good. And you can try and recreate that. But if you've never been there before and you're pretty new... Like it's going to be, you're going to have a lot more of a challenge just starting mixing from scratch. So just go to concerts there, just become a part of the community. So, the second reason you really want to just start going to the venue is because usually venues and bars are run by a pretty tight knit group of people. So, all that's there is going to be you know, there's an owner, manager, there's sound techs, uh, and there's bartenders and security. That's pretty much it. So if you go there consistently over a two or three month period, just try and go out. Anytime you see there's a band playing, go. Yeah. I know that you're going to have to probably spend some money on tickets, you know, maybe try and find the cheaper shows. If, if you can't afford to go to every concert, which obviously is a lot, but you need the people that work there to recognize your face, to get to know who you are. Uh, and you have to get somebody to like you that's that's one of the hardest parts another thing you can do while you're there is just get familiar with the environment look who's doing sound most of the time you know the more times you go there you'll see if it's the same guy all the time or if it's alternating guys or whatever you you can uh, you can take a peek behind front of house and see what kind of console they have if you've never used that soundboard before Well, now you can go home, do a little bit of research, get to know the console a bit. So eventually when you do get, you know, when you do get in there, you'll, you already know it a little bit. So at least you're not completely lost. Um... You can find out, you know, what type of speakers they have. You can find out, you know, where backstage access is. Um, you know where the green room is, where the washrooms are. Just the general layout, because then you can be helpful to customers or uh, clients or bands or whoever's in there uh, on your first day, because you already know the area. So go in, get familiar with who works there, and just start just start chit chatting with, with some of them. Like basically you got to get at least one person there to know who you are, know your name and they got to like you. Like you have to try and at least start a relationship or, you know, an acquaintance with at least one person that works there and you can work your way up to eventually speaking with the manager um, or, or the techs. Now, you know, A lot of times techs look really busy, but there are downtime there. So, I mean, you can start talking to them and get them to know who you are just by by being a customer, get them to like you, get your personality mixed in with them, kind of see what the vibe is of the place and whether you're even a fit in general. So, if you've done all this and you really feel like, yeah, I really like this place, Uh, I like going to concerts here, and I want to work here, well, you can find the manager... And, you know, you just have to ask them, hey, uh, can I work? I'm willing to work. Uh, What jobs do you have? You know, maybe they need someone for coat check. Maybe they need somebody at the door. Maybe they need three or four guys at the beginning and end of the show to help load band gear. Try and get uh, a loading job where all you do is push the band gear in, help them set up. Then you take off and then you come back at the end of the show and you help tear down. Any of these simple jobs are going to get you in the door. And if you can do any of those jobs well and work hard, you know your chances of, of working your way up with the tech and, and getting an opportunity are way, way, way higher. So another thing about this type of situation, I'm just going to lay it out there. If you get in at a venue doing uh, a job that's below what you want to do, if your goal is to be the sound guy there and you don't have that much experience, but you did get in loading gear or doing another job there, never call in sick. If you agree that you can do something, always show up. This is like being reliable is one of the number one things that a venue or bar looks for in in somebody that works there. Unless you're deathly ill, never call in sick. Never make excuses why you have to leave early. You know, you got to you got to just make it work and you got to be where you said you would be and do what you said you would do. Now, I've worked a lot of different jobs in the past and you know, this is no McDonald's or Tim Hortons or you know, I've worked in industries where, you know, guys are scheduled full-time, Monday to Friday, and they might have 10 shifts over those two weeks, well, they'll show up for nine, you know, like consistently, and they get away with it. But that just doesn't fly in this kind of industry. So once you've reached this point, and you're still not getting sound opportunities, another thing you can do is shadow. So say you have a job as a loader, and you load the band gear, say, okay, say you start at one p m you load the band gear and by three or four you 're cut for the rest of the night. Well, before that shift, why don 't you talk to the sound guy or whoever's teching and say, "Hey, uh, can I shadow you?" You know even if you don 't have a load in call that day, you know go go to the manager and just be like oh i 'm interested in shadowing the sound tech. so uh, i 'm going to talk to him and see see if he 'll do it for me." So go talk to them, say, you know, I'd really like to shadow you and learn some more stuff. Um, You know, I won't get in your way at all. You know, I'll stay out of the way and just watch. And, you know, if they're if they're a helpful person, they'll be more than willing to, to have somebody help out and they'll explain what's going on and then you can help out where needed. So maybe, you know, the speakers are heavy so you can help lift them up. Maybe you can help put mics on mic stands and you can, you know, you can do anything they ask and and tell them you'll shadow for free, you know, get in there and just shadow them for a couple of shifts, maybe three or four shifts, but don't do that for long. Make sure that you don't set a precedent of free labor, you know, offer your services for free at first. But then try and ask for some type of payment or, or, or trade or, or anything. If they keep wanting you to come back and shadow and offer, say, hey, why don't you come back the next show? Then that means that they want you there. So you should be able to ask for something in return. Shadowing is a great way to get into it as well because if you shadow somebody once and they never call you back... Uh, you know you can do a follow-up maybe you can try and get in there again to get a second shot but if they're not you know really interested in having you help after you've done it once or twice then you know it's a good indication that you know maybe it's not really working out you know you don't don't annoy them don't pester them but just let them know that you're willing to work hard and you really want to be a part of the venue Ultimately, the decision comes down to either the existing techs there or the manager of the venue. So the more that you go to the venue in advance and become a customer, like I was saying, the more that they're going to know who you are on a personal level. So the first thing that the manager is going to do if you ask them to do a job in any capacity is they're going to go to the staff and they're going to say, what do you think of this guy? Because they might be responsible for more of the business side of the business, but they're also responsible for keeping it staffed as a manager. So they're just going to check with the rest of the staff. What do you think of this guy? Does anyone know this guy? They you know, look you up on Facebook. They'll do, they'll do whatever. They'll just do a really, really quick search and ask the initial question, what do you think of this guy? If nobody knows who you are, they're not going to get any feedback. And then they're probably just going to dismiss the whole thing. So this kind of brings me to my next point, which is how not to get a job at a music venue. So we get this a lot at the venue I work at, and it's just people who just email in their resume. They're like, hi, I'm this person, and I went to a fancy sound college, uh, and I have a A diploma from this sound college and here's my resume so I'd really like to work at your music venue thanks and then that's pretty much it we never hear from them again and that's not gonna work like looking at something on paper how does how do we know that you're reliable you know how do we know that you're just a good person and a good fit for the for the venue no idea so people come out and they they attack it like it's just a regular job and like you're at a job fair and you're just handing out resumes you know the next thing is sometimes people come in oh hi yeah uh I have a resume and they just like hand it to a bartender or hand it to me which is fine and then they just kind of go okay and then they walk away they never you know they don't they don't really engage in in a nice conversation uh, or tell them anything about themselves. Like you can basically, if you, yeah, if you talk enough and you basically give an interview of yourself before they ask for one, you know, you might have a better shot, but a lot of people just come in, hand a resume off like they're, you know, like you're just one stop in a line of them, handing them out all the way down the street or something like that to just try and get any job, um, and those usually, you know, we might read them for fun and then throw them in the garbage, but that that's really not the best approach. Now, I'm not saying don't have a resume. Creating a good music resume and a job resume, that's, that's another tip, is have two resumes. Have one that shows your job experience, like just regular jobs or whatever, volunteering, events, who knows. And then the other one, is a music resume, which shows what you've done in music. You know, you want to try and separate those to kind of highlight your skills in different ways. You want to have a music resume because if they are like, oh, this person seems cool, like, hey, just send me your resume. I just want to kind of see what, what kind of stuff you've done. Make sure you have that written out in a concise way so that people can read about you um, if that's a step that they want to take. So if you don't have one and you're you're doing the process of getting into the venue and then you ask for a job and they say, oh, great, just, uh, just send me your resume. And all you do is send them a resume to show that you worked at Staples or Toys R Us or whatever. That's not very helpful. Make sure you have a music resume. Maybe you're in bands. Maybe you worked in the AV club in high school um, or did any of these types of things. Have a resume for that. Like the bottom line is the venue won't let you in if they don't trust you. You know, they have too much on the line. It's hard to maintain a reputation. uh, So they won't risk that if they're not too sure about you or if you're giving off kind of the wrong vibes. So, you know, I've had multiple people do this to me. They come in, they're kind of, they go to shows and then they say, oh, you know, it'd be cool if I could come shadow you. Like, I went to this school. I know some stuff about sound. And I'm like, okay, no problem. Why don't you go, uh, wh- like, why don't you message me when you're free? Why don't you go on the venue's website and see when their shows are uh, that are happening? And then just let me know which one you want to come help. Uh, you can, you know, message me on Facebook or here's my email, here's my phone number, whatever. Uh, and then, you know, maybe I never hear back from them. Then they come to the venue a couple months later, same story. Oh, hey man, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. And then again, same story. A couple months later, I'll see them again. Okay. Well, guess what? If they come back and they they say this again, I'm going to say, Oh, yeah, you know, maybe don't worry about it. Uh, We're pretty full on staff right now, you know, because they just didn't follow through on the original request. So, you know, don't shoot yourself in the foot and and ask to do something and then don't follow through with it. Depending on the venue that you're trying to get into, you know, there can be some high-end clients or there can be a lot of money flowing through the venue that night. And if the bands aren't on time, people can get upset if the attitude's wrong, you know, we'll get uh, a bad review from the agents or clients uh, or bands. Uh, if it sounds bad, then the customers will be upset and maybe they'll never come back to see a show there again. And the venue just can't risk that. So you have to keep that in mind that the representation of the venue and the reputation of the venue is on the line when they hire somebody. So you just gotta you just gotta make sure, that you're willing to do what you said you were going to do. So go out there, see some shows, talk to the sound techs, the managers, or band members, and get yourself a great house gig. Hey, thanks for listening, everyone. If you found this enjoyable, go ahead, click like, click follow, download the episode, leave a review on Apple. You know, it goes without saying, but every single person that responds helps me out a ton. Also, if you have any questions, you can go ahead and email soundguytips at gmail.com uh, and we can chit chat about sound all day long.